every day, but do you know how we actually read? Let's discuss. Reading is one of the most complex acts of the human mind. It involves everything from recognizing patterns to complicated problem solving. And on today's class of Psychology 102, we're going to talk about how we read using some help from the Standard Press website. Now, they wrote a very great blog on basically breaking down the 10 key points of what you do while you read. Um, you can teach reading and writing and all that stuff. However, <laughs> excuse me, it really goes down to how you, as the reader, understand it. So the first aspect they talked about is when you remember a novel, you don't actually remember the novel. By the time you get to the end of any specific book, you probably forgot most of what happened before. That's just how the memory works or the mind works. Um, in long-term situations, most of us forget what happened when we were basically between the ages of being born to let's say, I don't know, 15. Everything is there, but it doesn't come to the forefront. The same thing goes for books. What you do end up doing is making patterns and memory associations. Uh, for instance, my wife, a fan of the Harry Potter books, has read them so many times, she probably knows them by heart because of muscle memory. Muscle memory is kind of a slang term for doing something so much that you know it by heart. So you're not really remembering what you're reading, you're remembering the memory of what you read. Make sense so far? Number two, every time you remember a book, it's a little bit different. Well, everything happens that way. You walk into a room on a day-to-day, -day, it's the same room, but you might notice something or remember something different than you did the day before. Well, reading is very, very much so no different at all. It's like looking at, they compare it to your clothes or how you store your clothes. Everything's the same. You put them on the hanger, you put them in your closet, you fold them in the drawer, whatever you do. But for some reason, everything looks different every time you go. Why? Well, again, it's just how it is. Having remembered the book once means that future memories arise not just from your original experience, but also from the subsequent experiences you read. So in a way, reading the same book multiple times might skew what you know only because, well, every time you read it, it's going to be a little bit different. Number three, reading literature and reading email are different, but not as different as you might think. Literary scholars have assumed that literary reading is a category by itself, and while some aspects are special, much about literary and non-literary is similar. In both cases, you connect major ideas, you make inferences or ideas, you monitor your understanding, you inhibit as many distractions as you can, and you create a mental model of what you just read. So whether you were going through emails for work or reading that book for the 10th time, you are basically doing the same thing. You're connecting the ideas. You're making assumptions or thoughts. You are using your mind to create a model. So really, reading is reading no matter where you do. Number four, you can read without reading. In what is called masked priming, scientists present two words in succession. The first word is prime and the second is target. 
When the prime is related to the target, readers read the target more quickly. For example, if the word prime is in a lowercase and the target is in the same word, readers read target more quickly. Likewise, if prime is semantically linked, like the word cat and dog, readers read the target more quickly. The surprise is that prime matters even if it is presented with exceptionally short time. So is so short that readers are not even aware that they've seen it. Nevertheless, it's registered in their mind. Interesting, huh? Number five, misinformation and fiction can, believe, can lead people to forget facts they have previously known. Now, this is funny and very true. Many a times, whether it's a film, a show, or a book, people make up stuff that isn't real to make the story go smoother. Unfortunately, what happens is when you read something that might be connected to history or science or just a moment in time, you end up actually misconstruing what's real and what's not. This is a problem for people like myself who deal with ADD and kind of a way too creative mindset where you start seeing things that are fiction that you think are legitimately real because the person has gotten so detailed that it seems right. Now, a lot of times, somebody like Melville, who wrote Moby Dick, legitimately actually wrote about 10 chapters of just whale biology. He himself knew a lot about whales, wouldn't call him a biologist, but he studied a lot of stuff there. Now, in that case, he actually took from biology books and wrote, what exactly is true about that. But what he also did was write a lot of things about whales that aren't true, but in such good fact that you think they were. Number six, readers love reading fiction even when they shouldn't love reading fiction. So repeatedly, uh, readers were warned that when reading, that reading would corrupt their morals, led them away from religion and waste their time. This was obviously a thought way back in the day. One might expect that these relentless attacks would have discouraged historical readers. Yet after reading hundreds of accounts of reading, this uh, blogger said that they can say that anti-novel language had few, if any, physical effects on real readers. Excuse me. Uh, Victorian readers read widely and for the most part enjoyed what they read. So, stick it to history for a second. Boom. Number seven, American high schools pioneered the serious analysis of fiction. Excuse me. Now, class. I know we're in class, and I'm probably teaching how to do things that you don't want to do. But classes are probably the one thing that screwed up what reading might have been. In school, every literature class I took and every literature class I've taught or tutored in has done the same thing. You have to analyze what you read. People don't want to do that. People just want to read for the heck of reading and be done with it. But because of so many literature classes, we now analyze reading without realizing we're analyzing reading. Yeah. Number eight, readers may remember the experience of reading a novel long after they've forgotten what happens in it. So they call psychologists will call this environmental encoding because the book ends up being part of your daily routine. You might not remember a single thing or minimal what happened, but you're going to remember the first time you ever read that book or maybe the 10th time as well. Why? Because it's part of your day, not necessarily part of the story. Number nine, there is a formula that would makes a story interesting. The psychologist by the name of Walter Kinch hypothesized that an interesting story has two ingredients. Its events are not predictable while you're reading, but once you finish, they are predictable 
I mean, they have a sense of, make sense in retrospect. A predictable story is not interesting. An unpredictable story makes no sense in retrospect, also fails interest. Stories that sustain both predictability and unpredictability are the best. And lastly, authors are influenced not by what they have read, but by what they remember of what they may have read. Okay, well, many an author will tell you that they're writing from experience or from personal interest. It turns out they also might be writing from things they've seen, possibly seen, or memories of books that they might have come across. Makes sense, right? How many times have you read the same book by 10 different authors? Yeah. So how do we read? It's actually pretty interesting. The brain plays a high role. You're either remembering what you're reading, remembering the experience of reading, not remembering a single thing, but remembering that you have read, or you're just making it up as you go. And if you're an author, maybe it's a little bit of everything, right? Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your support. Uh, we'll do much more reading for sure. We're going to do some book club stuff, all that good things. As always, stay curious. We'll be back later to talk about some more fun if you're a sci-fi fan.